Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 3 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I'm Eric Von Hessler, filling in for the great Herman Cain. And whether you call today Super Tuesday 3.0, Super Duper Tuesday, Elimination Tuesday, whatever, it's a big day for five states, two of them especially, Ohio and Florida. And so we turn to the man who lives out of a suitcase during campaign season, the best political reporter in the world, Jamie Dupree. How are Eric, you, Jamie? How are you doing, buddy? Since, uh, let's see, I talked to you last night. I was in Ohio. Now I'm in Florida. So it's uh, yeah. from from one win- winner-take-all state to another, obviously. Today. Have you added up, before you get into your report, have you added up as you sat down and thought about all the miles since the beginning of this campaign season? Uh, no, because it would involve the all the debates and everything that yeah. I did, et cetera. And it's, it's really been something to watch it firsthand and to watch watch it evolve and to see that we're down to just a few candidates now. And that was the odd part, was that uh, there I was on Sunday uh, in Ohio with five of the six major candidates there. It was only Marco Rubio who was not in the state on Sunday. And look, uh, I, I think we all know where we're, where we're situated at this point in time. We could have anything from uh, five wins tonight for Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, which I think effectively would pretty much end this to a muddle for both, which would ensure that we go in well into April or even May in these races. Uh, you know, the basics on, 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 the Dem- on the Democrats first, I would think Hillary Clinton is favored here in Florida and in North Carolina. It's a little more mixed, though, in Missouri, Illinois, and Ohio. I mean, I could certainly imagine Bernie Sanders repeating his his victory in Michigan of a week ago. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Clinton people have now woken up, Eric. You know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah. I think they might have been caught a little flat-footed in Michigan last week, and maybe they get things in order tonight. For the Republicans, uh, if you believe the polls, uh, Donald Trump is the, the easy winner down here in Florida. I'm still not sure it's a 20-point win, but we'll watch and see what happens. There are an awful lot of people have voted early in this state. And then uh, Governor John Kasich, I, I, I do think, has a good chance in Ohio, but I do feel like that Trump is moving there, and he's moving up. He had another big rally last night to end things in Ohio. Then we get interesting because let's game this out and think that Trump wins Florida. He gets the 99 delegates. Let's say Kasich wins the 66 in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Trump should uh, get about 40-plus vote percent of the vote in North Carolina. It's pure proportional there. Cruz, I bet, will be second. And then you go to Illinois and Missouri. Not only do you have small pots of delegates there for winning statewide, but you have the individual congressional districts and their results. So there are there are 26 of those in those two states, and they're worth, I think, 90-some delegates overall. So that's a pretty big little take there mm-hmm. where uh, certainly Ted Cruz could eat into Donald Trump's lead or vice versa. Trump could run away. So a lot of little things to watch tonight. So Ted Cruz, he's not looking, he's not seen or even expecting to win any of these. Tonight. I think he's got an outside chance to win in Missouri and Illinois. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um especially sort of the southwestern part of Missouri and the areas in between St. Louis and Kansas City, I think would be fertile territory for Cruz, a little more uh, religious, evangelical, and conservative. He was in Cape Girardeau the other day. Uh, Trump has really only made one stop in Missouri and only two in Illinois, and one of them was canceled, obviously, the Chicago stop. So I don't, you know, Trump certainly has an appeal that's just sort of there, period. But Cruz has done a lot of work in those places. He had a huge rally last night to end things in, in Springfield, in the state capitol. So we'll see uh, how well he's organized today. The thing I'll be looking at tonight is what you opened up with, the, whether these two front runners 
can actually shut this thing down. Because they if, could. Yeah. Five wins, I think it would be over. Yeah, Donald Trump them. wins five, and the establishment, do you have any idea what happened? At that point, they just have to, they have no choice. If Donald Trump wins all five tonight, the establishment just has to clamor on board, right? Well, it's not only the establishment, it's Cruz, too, I think. Yeah. I, think there yeah. would be a, I think if Trump won five tonight, I think there would be a lot of calls for Cruz to get out of the race mm-hmm. uh, and just unite behind Trump. Now, Again, you know, all the talk, I think it's really premature about a contested convention and everything. Sure, it could happen. We're talking about it four years ago right now, in fact. Uh, But let's wait and see what happens today. This will be a pretty good indicator. 358 delegates at stake for the Republicans. Uh, Yet in the nine from the northern Mariana Islands, it's 367. So if Trump could get over 50 percent of that uh, that'd be pretty good for him today if he gets a lot more than 50 percent then i think even then some people are saying hey you know what it's his to win is the vote in from the uh, islands it is uh, <laughs> donald trump swapped uh, the nine delegates in northern marianas if you don't know where they are google it and look it up <laughs> and uh and, and it was actually it was sort of important for trump because it was the first time he had won anything from a territory he was shut out in puerto rico Uh, I think in Guam he didn't get anything. I think he only got Mm -hmm. one, if I remember correctly, in the Virgin Islands, or maybe it was vice versa. But he hadn't been doing well in those. And so this was, I mean, over the weekend, on Saturday, he only got one out of 40 delegates. So this makes it uh, 10 out of 49. That's still a not very good rate. And that's why tonight is important for him in all this shakeout. Uh, Because if it is a mixed thing, I mean, let me tell you, if it were the doomsday scenario for him, which is a Rubio win in Florida, a Kasich win in Ohio, and uh, and Cruz doing well in the other three states, that could be disastrous for him. Yeah, I'm not expecting that, yeah. but you know it's still a possibility. That puts a brokered convention or a contested I'm convention really on, on the, the table. table. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It seems almost. I, so I think it's a, a big night for for Trump in particular. Now, let's say that, uh, and I'm going to ask you to speculate here. You don't know, I don't know, but let's say that uh, Kasich does uh, win Ohio and. Rubio loses Florida. My, my guess is if Rubio loses Florida and Kasich loses Ohio, I think that maybe they both get out. But if Rubio loses Florida and Kasich wins Ohio, what is your feel on the Rubio campaign? I still think he's he's out. I, yeah. I just I really do. I think that um, I think it'd be like Jeb Bush. I, I mm-hmm. my sort of guess would be is that he gets out tonight. But I don't know that for a fact. That's that's just sort of my my gut feeling. Look. It costs a lot of money to keep this stuff going. And we've only got, there's two races next week, Arizona and Utah. Then there's two weeks off and you have Wisconsin. Then there's two weeks off, you have New York. So, I mean, you're talking the next five weeks, only five primaries. I mean, that's, yeah. there's hardly anything that's going on. And if you're, are you going to employ all those people and keep the campaign infrastructure? Who's going to donate yeah. the money to do that? Yeah, all the travel, everything yeah. that it takes to get around. I mean, and you're not Donald people. Trump self-funding. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's not totally self-funding, that's not totally true. But you don't have that endless wealth, and it's uh, that, that's a big issue. It would be, even for Kasich, who runs a low-budget operation, it would be a big issue, too. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Bush. These guys are always, and this happens every cycle, uh, Rubio has said, look, if I don't have the money, I'll get in my truck and I'll drive all over the United States to try to stop Trump. Sounds and, like a good line. I mean, maybe yeah, he would. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe he would do that. But uh, you got to have somebody backing you up. Yeah. And somebody got you got to put gas in that truck. It's, it's like not gonna... me. <laughs> I, I can say to the boss that I want to go cover every single primary there is, 
but there's a budget, mm-hmm. you know, and and we're not going to have. There's not going to be some super PAC that comes in and funds me to keep going. You got to figure out exactly where you can go on the money that you got for that. And it's the same thing for any business, and the same thing for any candidate running for president, unless you want to go into debt big time. Did Trump get through his latest rallies without anyone rushing the stage? Or didn't hear anything about it? Did you? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. That, so, uh, boy, that story went away fast, huh? Yeah. So he's. Uh, I, I imagine you know the Secret Service knows what they're doing, and you have a couple of incidents and then they figure out something different sure to, sure yeah. and and look they're gonna uh they're like anything they they learn from uh, problems and they'll go from there i still think in the end what the trump people would argue and what he has argued is that they are not the problem his people are not the problem mm-hmm. it's others who are coming in and again i'll use the uh, it's like going to an away game in the nfl mm-hmm. if you're going to wear that jersey of the other team you better be ready to get heckled yeah you're going to have people uh, yelling and maybe a little spit yeah. flying in, into just a uh, little into your face on the tr- i want to ask you about something we keep hearing about and i don't know all the actual details i'm sure you know a little bit more than i do i keep hearing these stories about uh, tomatoes at trump rallies though he's never actually been hit with a tomato, but there must have been some rally where there were rumors. I haven't seen anything thrown or anything yeah. like that at any events. I mean, I guess it's always possible, but uh, I have not seen people throwing stuff or anything. It's it's mainly just you'll have a big event. There'll be a couple people who will uh, be wearing like a Bernie shirt or have a sign, and they'll throw that up in the air suddenly and make noise, and then they get escorted out. And really, sometimes you have a little shoving and pushing like I caught on video the other day in Cleveland, but usually it's not very much, and they're gone within 30 seconds or a minute. You know, um, each candidate deals with sort of protesters in a different way. Marco Rubio always has a funny thing he says uh, where he says to them something like, hey, I'm going to cut your taxes too, so why don't you hang around? You know, I remember Al Gore, he would do a thing. People would be... uh, 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 demonstrating and 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 saying stuff in his events, and he would go, "Look, uh, just be quiet, and I'll stay here and talk to you afterward. Just yeah. don't interrupt the rest of us." And if they kept going, then they'd haul the guy out. But I remember him waiting around in in 2000 in New Hampshire and talking to people who were not of his own, who were not supporting him, but were protesting against him. And so everybody does it differently. Uh, I, I always think of Nelson Rockefeller giving the finger to people. I think it was in '72. <laughs> you know, some do. Uh, those, some uh, deal with those situations better than others. I'd ask you for opinion as a reporter, not an opinion on on this thing. But uh, I, I want to know if I'm right or wrong on this. So this guy uh, rushes Donald Trump a few days ago. The stage. We've all seen the video. The Secret Service collapses around him. I myself am kind of outraged that that guy ends up on CNN being interviewed as if he's, as if he's some sort of political pundit. I, and I have this feeling that this doesn't this encourage people to, well, I can get on TV too. My ideas can be taken seriously as well. You're a reporter. You're a real reporter. Am I off the track on that one? If you're at CNN and you get the chance to interview this guy, doesn't you put it surprise me, and this is not meant as a dig at CNN. It, it's just it doesn't surprise me that that person would then get a lot of attention. I think that's just where we are yeah that's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a state of the the game the, the yeah. where, where we where we are at this point it's you've covered how many i don't know if you have it off the top of your head this is the seventh uh primary season uh, the first convention i ever went to was the was the 1988 democratic convention there in atlanta and then the first primaries that i covered were 92 uh, with bill clinton and uh and George Herbert Walker Bush in 92. So 92, 96, 2000, 2004, 8, 12, 16. Yeah. I, I take it this is the strangest one you've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, well, we don't really have, there's not many people like a Donald Trump that get in the race. <laughs> 
Now, somebody asked me today, well, what about the issues that he's talking about? I mean, the issues, he reminds me a lot of the Pat Buchanan issues in 92 mm -hmm, and 96. Mm -hmm. Trade was a big deal. Immigration was a big deal. Uh, economic dislocation and dissatisfaction, that was a big deal. So we've seen the threads, but we haven't seen anybody sort of put it together like this before. A better mouthpiece than Pat Buchanan was. Plug your blog, Jamie. Plug your blog. WSBradio.com or JamieDupree.com. It's always nice to say that, too. Great stuff from behind the scenes in the campaign trail and, of course, on Twitter, at Jamie Dupree. Best political reporter in the nation. Thank you very much, Jamie Thanks, Dupree. Eric. And we are going to do a split shift. So Von Hester Doctrine will be back on at 10 p.m. tonight after the voting comes in. Jamie will join us again along with Bill Crane. Uh, we are going to do something called The Leftovers when we return.